Welcome to the 1L2N Podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some very tired people today. Missy? Uh-huh. Mike? Uh-huh. Tommy? Hi, everybody! And our tiredest guest, Liam. Yo. Yo. Today, well, first of all, we are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. But today is exciting because today is a challenge word day. Very Make any, you know, insert noises there for future note. Okay. That's for you to do. Have fun. You know, it's just for whoever wants to, really. It's up to the listener can insert noises if they want. That's fine. So what a challenge, what a challenge word is, what the challenge word is is we like to take a random word that one of us has given and we like to use it as inspiration to create these sort of mini challenges. It's just supposed to get our artistic juices flowing. You can take five minutes, you can take all week, all month, whatever you want, as long as you're using it to create something that can be challenging to you or not challenging, as long as it helps your artistic vibes get going. So the last word that we had was survey. I believe given by Missy. Yeah, it was me. I'm Thanks so lot, sorry, Missy. everyone. <laughs> because we had Missy do it. Missy, how about you start us off okay. with your challenge? So in my ever quest to come up with something different for each challenge, I have something very different this time. I apologize in advance if this doesn't work, but the most important thing to remember is I gave myself a challenge to come up with something unique and we're going to see how it rolls. Okay, so I am going to take a survey of you guys about things mostly having to do with with stories, right? Certain elements about stories, a few things maybe about your personal favorite stuff. Then throughout the rest of this podcast i'm going to take all those things that you guys gave me i'm going to compile them into a story which i will then read at the end of the podcast oh Oh, Oh, god all right and if it doesn't work we can cut it or we can talk about what a fail it was and have some laughs at that too but that's where we're at okay what is your favorite story genre you guys can just blurt out answers Sci-fi. Drama. Amy, I'm pretty sure yours is fantasy. Yeah, Amy, yours is or fantasy. Romantic. Mine is sci-fi. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I will be taking that. Mystery. Mystery. Okay. One is the best pet you've ever seen a character have in a story. A space hamster. Is that real or did you just make that up? That is Boo from Boulder's Gate. He was a space hamster. He was Minx, actual oh. hamster, which he thought was from space because Minx was a little weird. But yes, it's. I mean, a human. Stuart Little was the main character. So he, all of his <laughs> humans were the pets. That, this is true. And if you guys can't come up with something, you don't have to answer. You don't all have to answer everyone. So I just don't think I read or watch a lot that has like an animal companion besides like Disney. And then they're all their own companions. Yeah. What would you guys say is an underused biome to tell a story in? Underwater. Mm. Jungle. Like rainforest. A tundra plains. I oh, know. I'm, I'm not coming up with one. Who is your favorite mythical god or villain? Or it doesn't have to be favorite. It could just be an interesting god or villain. What do you mean by villain? Just like a random ass villain? Just put it out there. Loki. Yeah, <laughs> Loki. 
does it have to be like a mythical god that I mean, evil gods, villain gods are still mythical gods. I don't know what you mean by we're villain. Well, I guess so. Think about, you know, in certain Greek mythology, not all of the the villainous characters are necessarily gods, right? They could be creatures. Like the Minotaur. I'm going to say Minotaur. There, perfect. Poseidon. (laughs) That was pretty good. I was also going to say Poseidon, but I figured it would be too much because I also did the underwater (laughs) biome. That's true. (laughs) Medusa's pretty dope, too. I like Uh, her. I can't think of her name. It's like uh, the god of the hunt. Oh, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on the subject of Tiffany... What would you think the most ridiculous treasure or lost thing in search of would be like to make a story about a golden dildo? Oh, gosh. Anyone else? I was I was (laughs) going to say something similar, but I think maybe just an orange peel, a preserved orange (laughs) peel. (laughs) See, I was going with like like a toe, like someone lost their toe and they wanted to find it. (laughs) I I think that should be it. How about friendship, guys? What yeah, that is the most ridiculous friendship. Gross. Okay. Also, sorry for the previous one. Artemis. Artemis. Oh, isn't it Artemis? Art Artemis. I don't care. No, no. Sorry, I didn't How mean it like that. It? I was just like, <laughs> my bad. I think it is a pet ant. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. There's billions of those. <laughs> what class did you guys hate when you were in school, but now looking back, you kind of appreciate English. Does this count for current classes? It could count for current classes, yeah. I, I'll say English as well, actually. Nah, I just hated all the ones that I hated. I don't appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Probably, like, math. I love math. That's my favorite subject besides theater. <laughs> I what wish I had the older math than I do now. <laughs> actually, I'll switch mine to history, because we had two Englishes. Oh, yeah. I feel uh, like that's a better one for well, me. Yeah, why don't, why don't we say the core subjects? Because all of the core subjects I really wish I knew more about. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Yeah. that's fair enough. What is a really dumb MacGuffin like object from a story? One that just What's a MacGuffin? Like a, a object that becomes sort of a get-out-of-jail-free device for a plot. It's one of those objects that kind of solves a problem with a story. Or and- creates it. It's it's an unrealistic yeah. object that like things kind of revolve around. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, it's an object that's the center point of a plot. Mm-hmm. Or Sorry, did you say the most unrealistic? Just a yes. dumb one, one that you guys think is stupid. It can also be something that draw. It can be something that drives a plot, or it can be like a the writer has backed themselves into a corner with something in the plot, and all of a sudden these characters whip out this object and solve some problem. The time turner from Harry Potter. Hermione Granger gets a time turner so she can take more classes. And I just think that that's, it's the concept is cool, but it's also so dumb. Like, I have heard, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a fan of that one. I'm going to say, I'll say the one that, okay, go ahead. What'd you say? No, I know the one that mom's right thinking of is probably the rabbit's foot from Mission Impossible 3. So much. (laughs) But that one's more of a plot device that drives a story instead of solving a problem. Yeah, but MacGuffin isn't just have to be true. I'm looking for more of a it's solving of a, a problem. Oh, solving it's, a problem. Okay, never mind. I was so gonna like, say yeah, it was I a think dream of all along. Think. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that's well, like a um. It's kind of a shitty twist. A plot device. There's a term for it. I can't. That's a a shitty twist. I think you got it. <laughs> okay. <perfectly>. okay. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Damn. So like, doesn't is it the sonic screwdriver from? Doctor that what's called no, Doctor Who, where it's just like, not. oh, I have a problem I can't solve. Boom. 
Yeah, no, that's a great device. I don't that's know. It's it perfect. Okay. It's a character in of itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If anything, the time machine itself is the MacGuffin. Okay, so going back to the yeah. it was a dream all along, what are some other terrible plot devices? I don't know if this is like a plot device, but when there's just like the problem is created because the characters don't communicate with each other. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, a, I can't say anything because I don't want to make things awkward. And then like it screws up everything and they're like, I should have just said something. It's like, then why didn't you? Or the the like, I can't believe you did this and they storm off and the, the character doesn't say like, wait, hold on, let me explain. Yeah. Or when they say, wait, <laughs> give me a second to explain and the other person's like, no, I don't want to hear it. And they're like, yeah. no, if, if you literally just hear my ex- explanation, you'll understand. Yeah. yeah Shut your mouth true. flaps and listen to me talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, can you think of any crazy ways to solve an issue in a story that don't necessarily require having a MacGuffin? Wiping out half of the universe's population. <laughs> you know what? That's <laughs> true. I mean... <laughs> Like to add on to the last one, good communication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like most of the plot of Harry Potter could have been completely gone away with if they just told Harry the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to solve an issue. I'm looking for bad ways to solve an issue. Oh. Just killing the main character, then you don't have a story. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, you're annoying. Story done. <laughs> Because murder is bad, right? That's that's a bad. That's that's still a thing, yeah. <laughs> a bad way to solve a problem. A bad, ridiculous, crazy, any any of those works. Honestly, whenever they have to go back in time to fix something. Oh yeah, and I already said with the time. <laughs> that's great. Like yeah. that's just so over the top. It's like we gotta fix this, and it inevitably screws everything up, and they have to go back again and redo it, and it's just always a mess. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, sort of on the same theme. What would you say are the best or worst twist endings? Well, you already heard. Well, the, it was a dream all yeah, along. By far the worst. Yeah, yeah that one is pretty frustrating. Personally, evil twin. I, I like a good betrayal. Oh, yeah, evil twin. What were you saying, Tommy? I said a good a good betrayal. You mean a bad betrayal? Mm-hmm. An oh, unexpected like betrayal. Well, she said best or worst ending. Oh, best or worst. Twist oh, endings. okay. Well, like- the evil twin for me was the worst because I hate that idea. Like, you killed my brother. I'm the twin. And you're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I guess I think depending on how it goes, family being revealed in general as the plot twist could be either good or bad. Yeah. I do like at the end where it looks hopeless for like the hero it's protagonist right is the hero yeah and the like bad guys like doing their their whole speech and they're like oh actually i should also mention like they cut the 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 villain off and they're like i should mention that and then they plot out the plan that you didn't realize like i think in like um oceans 11 or the ocean movies they kind of do that a lot where it's like everything is kind of screwing up and going bad but then they like go back and show all the steps that they actually this is how they wanted things to play out yeah to help defeat the bad guy when all the when all know, the points of failure actually are driving success yeah like when um or when they yell at uh matt damon and they're like you're off the team and they realize they're like yeah yeah we just need to make sure that it was realistic like, yeah it's fine okay taking it to a little bit darker side <laughs> what's an awful way a character has died in a story like awful is in like 
Ooh, that was gruesome and awful. Is like, really, you killed off your character like that? Probably or more both. like, really, you killed off your character like that. But if you have something... Oh, um, Bellamy, season seven of oh, um, 100. Uh, one of the worst character deaths ever. To one of the best characters ever. Avengers Age Voltron, Quicksilver dying to fucking bullets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dysentery. <Okay>. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have to put that in. <laughs> so is that a spoil alert for Oregon Trail? Or? <laughs> All right. How about what is some cringy torture you can think of from a movie? Oh, uh, James Bond getting his balls whacked with a rope. <laughs> I don't even have balls. And I'm I like, oh. I didn't like how you did that. The, the little U shape. You know, I didn't like that at all. I would just say anytime there's like a table full of tools that are like knives and hammers and all this stuff and the torturer is like touching them like I'm about to torture you and it's just like okay yeah we get it Ooh, when um in Lost when the guy shoves like the bamboo shoots under the fingernails oh, that's cringy that. I hate that scene. but in like a oh yeah I'm like gripping my finger Ugh. how about can any of you think of a weird group or even a cult that you read about in a story or it could be you know screen time too that aren't real um you know what it could be fake or real so like an example from a movie would be like the whole Kali Ma thing in Indiana Jones 2 yeah I like totally put that out of my mind that was gone <laughs> in the in the from software games there's a group of like really pruny looking raisin people who praise the sun <laughs> and it's just people praising the sun constantly they they'll like look up at the sun with their hands into the air and just stare at it for hours and hours okay last weird one if you were going to create your own cult or crazy group what kind of odd ritual would they perform Mike, I feel like that's a perfect one for you to answer since you're going to create your own religion. So go ahead. Oh, I don't need to create it. It's already a religion. <laughs> okay. And it's, what kind of odd serial? ritual is a part of your religion? It mainly involves uh, giving me a lot of money so that I can promote myself and ascend to godhood. So. <laughs> <laughs> and let's say a group of your followers, your devotees, mm -hmm. um, kind of All went right, off fine. the it's rails a little. The sour cream baths. That's what most people think is a little weird. <laughs> Fuck. I was going to do something also very similar with dairy and a bathtub. But... <laughs> well, tell me. Anytime you, you have to bathe yourself in not water. It's the cleanest bathtub you've ever seen, but no one's bathing in it. It's full of cream cheese. Okay. And you, as part of the ritual, once this bathtub is full of cream cheese... All cult members have to take some cream cheese off, put it on a bagel, eat the bagel, and you have to keep going down on this cream cheese until it's gone. It's like a, a week-long ritual, so you better eat it fast because <laughs> <laughs> it gets bad fast. Sour cream. This is, he's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I just think a little too obsessed with bagels and cream cheese. Yeah. Okay. They're so good. <laughs> I think so, too. And then I think the final question is, what emotion do you really like to see actors portray on screen? Restraint. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I like seeing heartbreak because it's very hard to, I think, portray that. And it could be heartbreak of being like 
betrayed or someone dying. And it's interesting to see how each actor or actress portrays that. Okay. I, I think I kind of agree with that. I, I love seeing the the heartbreak, but like the hate and love all at once. Like seeing, yeah. it's not just one emotion. It's just seeing an actor go through many emotions in a few seconds. Mm, like that yeah. confused hatred and love. Like they're just flying through and they don't know what to think. So confusion, I guess. I think confusion is very rare. Mm. I don't think you really see like that much confusion you only see like a slight glimpse or just a slight like what you know actually seen in depth in depthly of somebody like acting out confusion in a way for more than like three seconds which I, I really like also i like when somebody they're acting out trying to be emotionless but in reality you can definitely tell that there's emotion behind their face mm. Oh, in some yeah. kind of way behind their eyes that there's something else going on. So very yeah, when reserved. Actors and... have to act with just their eyes. It's like, mm. ah. Okay, those are all the questions I had. Are there any other ridiculous things you guys would like to throw at me to attempt to throw in this story? Hippopotamus. <laughs> okay. Anything the else? word survey. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Is this just going to be a Mad Lib? I feel like it's just going to be a Mad Lib. <sighs> <laughs> guilty sort of. okay sort of but i'm writing this so okay tommy or liam any one last thing to offer me the don't worry i got that one already no i think i think the ones that were said were good enough i don't want to throw okay. any more your way Bagel. i will try to you i mean i'm not going to be able to use all of these because some of these you gave me for suggestions and i'm just going to yeah. pick the one yeah. i think is the best so okay i have oh boy i have my work cut out for Excited me to see how she's not gonna pay attention to the rest of the podcast no i will i often okay. write while while we're doing the podcast <gasps> okay. all right well i am gonna go next i feel like there's no explanation needed for mine don't explain then so yeah feel feel free to listen okay ready inquisitor ah yes c9257 thank you for joining me today it was a directive i had to come of course but the Prime appreciates it nonetheless. If I may, I have noted that this is an untimely check-in. I was not scheduled for another 15 cycles. Am I not performing optimally? Nothing of the sort. The Prime has asked me to check in with all of our current operatives, and this must also include you. It's just a few questions, and then you may commence with your normal operations. Noted. Proceed. How are you feeling? Feeling? We are not programmed with feelings. Excellent. And how do you believe your missions have gone recently? I have executed them as directed and each of them have been successful. So I would say optimally. Wonderful. And you don't feel any malfunctions or anomalies in your programming when you are performing your missions, have you? I have not experienced anything that would be compromising to my functions. But as per the Prime's code, I would report directly to operations and report the impairments immediately. Good, good. That is what we like to hear. But have you noticed any anomalies in other operatives? From what I have observed, we all perform our directives optimally. Yes, of course. But what about your last mission with R1754? I do not understand. Well, when you were sent to the desert with R1754 to eradicate the hidden colony of human filth, did you notice any oddities with their programming? 
I notice R1754 completing the directive. Is that all? I... Well, I did note they seem to be enjoying themselves more than is programmed. They seem to almost savor the suffering of the meat sacks, but completed directives so did not count as anything of note. I see. Interesting. Well, thank you for your compliance today. The Prime will be very pleased to know that one of our top operatives is still functioning as expected. Thank you, Inquisitor. I would ask, C9257, if you witness anything else strange relating to R1754, please report it directly to me, and do not discuss it with anyone but myself. Noted, Inquisitor. Will do. Prime? Inquisitor here. It may be worse than we feared. There we go. That was awesome. Roboverse <laughs> has expanded. <laughs> Liam found the expanded. role of his life. <laughs> Perfect role for you, Liam. I, I, did, uh, I was so excited that so you were true. in that. Yeah, that was cool. Very dead. I, I thought you were talking at first while we were hitting play. And then I was like, oh, oh no, he's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> Yeah, because he sounds like that normally. <laughs> No, I uh, I wanted to to rope him in because when we had survey, I was like, does a perfect opportunity bring it back a little bit? And then I was like, I can't do both of these voices. That would be stupid. And I'm like, oh, Liam. <laughs> but I wanted to have the Inquisitor be a little more like cheery and ridiculous. So I was like, yeah, Liam's got to play Steve Nine. Like he has to. Mm, and I, I think it, he did it really well. We did it in secret. Tommy was like, oh, I'm going for dinner. And we're like, quick, record. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You guys did great. Yeah, I didn't did. see that coming. But I was excited to get a little bit more of the Roboverse. Yeah. <laughs> no, excited. Uh, and murder bot. I, I, I won't do them all the time, but, yeah. you know, it is it is fun. It's, it's fun to do. Yeah, there's, there, there's that one for you. Nice, nice, nice. Liam, how did you think you did? I think I showed a bit too much emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, we'll yeah. work on that for next time. Yeah, she did one. The first thing we did, she did after that, she's like, actually, I want you to show a bit more emotion this next one. I want you to seem a bit more alive, which I thought was very interesting because, you know, it's a robot, but well, it's I guess it worked out better. Especially in the parts where I was like, okay, but did you notice anything? I wanted there to be a little like hesitation of like, uh, well, I I did, but I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think you did a good job. We I'm did. Proud of you. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Congratulations, you have participated twice, twice. now. <laughs> twice. <laughs> I mean, it's good though. I, I'm, no, I'm glad you're doing something. No, nope, twice. I like it. What was my first time? The bubbles. Yeah. When in bubbles? Where you say Z nine two five seven report? <laughs> no, but he also drew oh, a picture. But that... A picture that's only for us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. I have it recorded. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So mine is an instrumental. I meant to put a vocal track on it. So I'll just explain what the theme is. When I heard survey, I immediately started working on this because the first thing I heard in my head was survey says from Mm. unnamed game show. (laughs) And (laughs) I decided well what would it be like to make like an over the top 70s or 80s game show theme oh yes so this is kind of what oh, i did awesome. oh, also yes. 
it, it it starts off with some timpanis for about 10 or 11 seconds and then it gets loud like all of a sudden so that was going to be a voiceover part i didn't do it but you can at least hear the whole track and you know go from there I'm that so was awesome. That was so good. Yeah. I'm so glad you I, did I that will slow say, down. I definitely th- <laughs> I'm so glad. I definitely think we need to have you record vocals for that because I think it'd be so much fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, tonight. Oh, you have no idea. It's uh, I want, uh, <laughs> So the idea I have is to make it one of those game show announcers that you can't really understand. Oh, good evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Thursday night. Like, so <laughs> over the top. You're like, what? But yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely think we'll have to do that. Because I, I really like that bass, but I think it definitely needs a, the vocals to back that one up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do that today, but unfortunately, the snow. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll expand Deep upon snow. it. That's why I had it, the instrumental, and I was just going to put the uh, the vocal track on top of that. So I like it. It's very like... I mean, I was dancing the whole time. I was like, oh, this is fun. I could definitely, you, it's definitely yeah, was, old game show vibes yeah. as well. So I'm excited to hear what your fake game show is. <laughs> from a production <laughs> standpoint, it, I mean, from a, like a composition standpoint, it went right away. Like it was, that was one of the easiest things I've ever written. I wrote most of it in like the two or three hours after we finished saying what our next survey thing was. So even though you think your word was bad, Missy, for me, it was like instant, like, oh, this is cool. This is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but... Just from a, a production standpoint, the hardest thing that I dealt with here, the thing I learned the most doing this was to try to put everything into the same room because we used all virtual instruments. I obviously didn't have a recording studio and, and a bunch of musicians. So I tried pretty hard to fit those instruments all within a specific sound stage. And that was really difficult, but it was fun to learn. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think the mixing is what I enjoyed the most because you could hear that room for sure. Yeah. when listening to it yeah that was good yeah just experimenting it gives us some some things to work on as we start to mix uh cursing tree so 
some lessons I learned, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys have done a good job, and I'm excited to see what Missy comes up with, whether it is good or terrible later on. But I will say, how about we go ahead and pick the new challenge word now, even though we're technically not finished with it. Melissa. And let's see here. Who's going to pick it? Nine? That would be Mike. Fan. <laughs> oh. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Our new challenge <laughs> word forward. is Fan. So if you want to participate in this challenge, feel free. Send us your submissions. We'd love to see them. You can either go onto our website or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and yeah, participate along with us. And we'd actually love to see what you've done for survey as well. So please send those over. Uh, we want to see all your creativity and wonderful artistic ideas. Now, I know previously I just went straight into the challenge word. I was so excited. But don't worry. I didn't forget. How is everybody doing today? <laughs> you forgot, didn't you? you no, I really forgot. didn't. She forgot. No, I did got not. Everybody. She I forgot. did not. I did not forget. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Aaron and I went for a snow hike this weekend, which was fun. And I twisted my ankle a little bit when I post hold while sinking into the snow up to my balls, basically. So that was interesting. <laughs> That's fun. And uh, we planned out our entire honeymoon for the most part. I think we got like two or three places left to stay and uh, book. But yeah. That's all we really did. That sounds like fun, though. That does sound like fun. I'm excited yeah. for you guys to enjoy yourselves. You guys both work very hard. Yeah. Any Anybody else have anything major happen in their lives? Uh, <laughs> Not like absolutely major. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I happen to move to a different state. Whoa! <laughs> so I'm literally now like 10 feet away from Tommy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll I'll pop in on, on his his uh, microphone every once in a while. That'd be fun. But yes, we had all the shenanigans of me moving out and backing up and moving down and figuring all of that out. And uh, yeah, living in a new state. I've only been here for what, three, four, five days? Something like that? Since Thursday, four. really. Yeah. She's already I'm saying excited. y'all. It's crazy. Mm. Y'all, all y'all. Oh y'all listen. Bless your I'm heart. I'm just I'm a simple country girl and I'm ready to rock this world. Ugh, even I don't know. Yeah, that's not a, I'm that's sure I'll get a little Carolina bit of a Carolina accent, but you know, it's fine. I don't know what a yeah. Carolina is, accent is. I have to be here for a little bit longer than than four or five days. It's like, Well, yeehaw, everybody. Welcome to the <laughs> South. I know I'm a Southern girl yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, technically, I was always a Southern girl, but whatever. Yeah. Like, and the first thing I purchased when I came down here was a Maryland flag, which none of you listeners can see, but I have proudly hanging up in my room because I missed my state so much. So Didn't miss much. a lot of people, except for like Missy and Liam, but I miss my state. But it's good. I'm excited. Would you consider this the first major move of your life? I know, I know you've moved uh, previously a bunch within Maryland, but yeah. Pretty much all within the same county as well. I've moved to what I, I, this is my ninth time moving and there was only two places that wasn't in the same county, but we have a very large county. So it was all up and down the county. But yeah, I'd say this is probably the first major move because, you know, it's the, the first one when I'm completely, I mean, I, I lived in Maryland my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so moving away was, there was weird heartbreak and anticipation and excitement and like wanting to throw up because what if I made a terrible mistake and yeah so it's just been it's been a lot of weird emotions 
but I'm I'm excited for this next chapter. See what happens. See what's going on. I'm excited to be near Tommy so we can be more. Uh, We're gonna make some music. Make some music. I will say that was the one thing that was, that was killing me while helping you move. Sorry, Amy, you're the worst. But uh, I am. Thank couldn't you. make music at all. Couldn't make music. Couldn't do anything music. And I've barely had the chance to make it while down here because I've been so busy. So it's like it's like oh I can't I can't wait just for the teen little break so I can start making music again be great also guys major life change moment happened cut my hair cut my hair which was 14 inches that i cut and i <laughs> donated it is that what was different about <gasps> that gone. picture you two sent me oh <laughs> maybe Oops. that's what it was <laughs> my bad yeah. like, what is it? that's exactly what Didn't that was to... okay awesome. yeah yeah as a uh very excited as a what congratulations on moving gift mike got me a box set of like the D D basic rules and we oh, yeah. sent him a picture tommy and i saying thank you so i'm excited to delve into that so that all of us can start playing some D. &D. yes will... even liam because we're going to force him to play <laughs> i will not delve into that that will tank my productivity tenfold yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have some other thing. That's that's like at night before I go to bed, gonna read a little bit. <laughs> I don't have that self control. Gonna... If that was in my room, I'd be like, oh, I just open this up while I'm making music. An hour goes by. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah. So excited to start all that. There's just a lot of new things happening. A lot of exciting things happening. Yeah, I'm. I'm it, it's just it's it's all very overwhelming, but very exciting. Um, when, when you when you guys moved. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Liam got a guitar. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's probably not used it. Have you used it yet? <laughs> it looks oh, really good. doing that this week. I'm going to start doing that this week. I know. Oh, my gosh. Put new strings in that bad boy. And I was like, do I want to give this to Liam? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> like, the new strings were so nice. So, yeah. Of all the things, of all the instruments you have, how many of them you use? Well, two of them are pop-ops. And I use, I probably don't use two of them right now i don't use the electric cello and i don't use one of my acoustics but the i use the acoustic and the and the bass guitar and sometimes pop-ups electric guitars so eh, not too bad really i like using them they're fun amy brought down a karimba marimba what am i no, saying it's a, like they're called thumb pianos they're every piano they're such a satisfying sound a thumb piano amy <laughs> Do you know but this one? You specifically, you can hold it in your hand, and it only has a certain number of notes. Whereas there, I mean, there are ones that have you know way more, but this one just has the eight. There, I will say, there's a, a special technique on the piano. Only cool people use it, and you got to be really skillful about it. Essentially, when you're doing an arpeggio on a piano, when you end the arpeggio, instead of like playing it with your next hand. You end it by doing a finger gun and your pointer finger lands upside down on the note that you want. So you go and you have finger guns out and it's very important. It's very important. Everyone learns this. It's such a skill and it's awesome, especially when you can do it in public. <laughs> you go like this. Ready? Yeah. Look, look at my hand. So it's like, oh, see, piano, I was twisting boom. it the wrong way and I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Well, because like some creature out of a horror movie. Get a twisted counter, or sorry, clockwise. Yeah, right hand clockwise. So what I was thinking when you're when you're using a piano and you're walking up a scale, right? So just imagine you're tapping, right? 
you mm-hmm. slide your thumb underneath typically to continue as opposed to yes. going over top with your thumb. So I was like, what is he talking about? So that's why I was doing. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's so useless, but it's so much fun. I highly recommend it. Well, whenever we get the finger gun challenge word, I'm going to be using that exclusively. <laughs> oh, boy. Is that going to be our next challenge word? <laughs> no, it's fan. Yeah. Can we all make a pact? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the next next one. We got a few. It's fine. Oh no, I, w- I was going to say because I mean, moving was a big part of of the last like two weeks for me. I wanted to see because you guys have all moved, had major moves before me, and I wanted to see what was like. What was that like for you guys? Or if that's a dumb topic, we can move on to something else. No, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I mean, I've I've moved the most, yep. and every time yeah. it gets a little bit easier. The thing that doesn't get any easier is when I had to apply for security clearance and get a like Mm. super thorough background check and they needed every address i've ever lived at that really sucked because you have to go back in your history and go wait what apartment was i in here and like how long was i in this state and all that sort of thing Uh, but Mm. my first move was small within the state second move was within the state for several years and then my first major move i moved up to vermont which was the first time any of us had moved away and so for me it was a really big deal it was super liberating for me to just go to a brand new spot and start over and explore that's one of my favorite things in life is doing new things and going new places so to me that's all that i could possibly do i was so excited to do it and then like two weeks after i got there a hundred year flood happened in vermont and washed out half the road so i couldn't go anywhere (laughs) which was very fun oh Um, no but yeah i guess the more you move the more you realize that this is for me this could be different for every person i understand it's not that big of a deal it to me i actually want less items every time i move i want to get rid of stuff because i hate packing and I've done, I've moved so many times that you, you start to realize what's important to me and what's not important. You know, do I want to save that Sonic the Hedgehog unofficial book that I wrote from first grade? Probably not. <laughs> Don't really need it. Absolutely. <laughs> Take pictures and boom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you cherish the things when you look at them again, you go, oh man, I remember when I did that. And then you go, well, I guess this is going to go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tommy, when you had your first major move, you were pretty young. Do you think that that like really impacted you or you were just like, that's fine, whatever? Well, I think I think it was it was oddly enough a bit of a culture shock for me because I <laughs> Crofton Middle and Crofton Elementary were uh, predominantly the majority of the race there was white and moving to North Carolina, the schools that I went to, like it was equal parts white, black, Hispanic, Asian, like it was a melting pot where I went to. So it was it was weird for me at first, but then I'm I'm very glad it happened cuz it was like, oh, everyone here is the same. Everyone here is just they're just living different lives. This is fine. We're all we're all in this together type thing. So it was it was really nice for that move. I didn't particularly enjoy, you know, moving all of uh dad's stuff. It was, you know, two businesses and a home. It was three storage spaces worth of stuff. That was like four Four of the biggest Penske trucks we could rent mm. up and or down to North Carolina, and then one van full slash trailer full of stuff, and we got rid of stuff as well. <laughs> there was so much, there was so much, was so oh yeah, Liam helped, and it was it was a lot to move. So I think my next move out personally, I I kind of had that sentiment with Mike. I'm just like, I don't need this. Bye, bye, see ya, bye. Like I just I want to keep 
my instruments and my computer and basically like all my tech stuff that I legitimately use. Everything else, you know, if it has to go, it has to go. That's okay. Something I have found to be helpful with the moving process was to have a storage unit to slowly move things into and then move wherever I was going to move. And then I could have the time to move things out of that storage unit. And so it wasn't like all at once. Instead of doing it all at once. Yeah. And it's it's a way to be able to to do perform the whole move by myself without having to bribe people to help me or hire people to help me. I've done that a few times and that's been very, very helpful. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work for everyone. And it also, it definitely showed me like, as I move stuff into that storage, I'm like, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. And then as I would move stuff out of storage, I'd be like, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. And so it it helped yeah. the culling process. I think, I'm not saying there's anything bad with it necessarily. I've just, I've realized the more material I accumulate, the more materialism to me is just like, eh. Yeah. Like, I guess we all, we also do live in a different age where our accumulation of material is no longer physical and more digital, which is understandable because it's like, I mean, I collect, I played tons of freaking video games. I have all these VST files for my instruments. That's all digital, so it's not taking up any physical space, it's taking up digital space. So I imagine, you know, 40 years ago, <laughs> if I was living, I would probably be a little bit of horror. I'm like, oh, this instrument, I want to learn this, I want to learn this. But it's like, now that I have that opportunity to not be materialistic, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Less space is better. Except for like art. I will have art take up all the space. It's very nice. Just throw it on the walls. It's great. As far as material possessions go... I realized moving down here, I have a lot. And I do have a lot of crafting supplies and I do have a lot of art and that did take up a lot. But there was stuff that I, I mean, I purged a lot, a lot of clothes I never used. I, you know, purged books. I purged art stuff. I purged, you know, bedding and linens and everything. But even now coming down here, I'm like, I feel like I, I need to purge more. And talking mm-hmm. about like the whole digital stuff, you have a lot of like digital storage. I have a bunch of DVDs and I'm actually giving them to mom and dad because I don't need all of those anymore, especially with the digital age. Like I don't, I don't really have use for them. And I pretty much watch all those movies on, you know, all of our <laughs> yeah media apps anyway so it's like okay that's fine like i don't need those so it's kind of funny the things that you're like no i definitely need to keep these and you know even a month later you're like why am i still keeping these like what, what am i holding on to these for it was like if i saw indiana jones go up on netflix i'd watch it on netflix even though i own all the indiana jones so like at that point why am i ha- why do i have this disc yeah yeah that's how i feel though uh, to me, it's just a hassle of having to pack it all. <laughs> that's, that's one yeah. of the things I hate. <laughs> it's There's so much stuff. And that's why I can tow my house. So I don't have yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> no packing. Yeah. You just have to bolt stuff down. Yeah. And even that, that's a little too much. <laughs> now, Missy, are you ready or? I am ready. Are you guys ready for my terrible, terrible story? Absolutely. No. Can we actually, you know, I think we'll just end it here. Go for it. Okay. Once upon a time, there were four heartbroken space hamsters who went on an adventure in an underwater rainforest in search of the mythical lost orange peel of friendship. It was exciting at first, 
But their quest took a mysterious and dramatic turn when they discovered they had abysmal communication skills and soon realized they were hopelessly lost in an underwater labyrinth of stone and despair. The first space hamster suggested they ride hippos to escape. But when he tried to climb onto one, he contracted sudden acute terminal dysentery and died within minutes. <laughs> the second hamster decided to cast a Medusa spell to move through the rocks, but that led to her being trapped in a deep cavern, suffering from magical bamboo shoots that had nowhere to grow but through her, with no way for her to escape. The third hamster remembered the teachings of the Sun Worshippers cult and tried to follow their sour cream bath ritual. Sadly, she never paid attention in English class, so she pronounced the words of the ritual wrong and ended up sacrificing herself to Poseidon instead. But the last space hamster was far calmer than the rest and decided to survey all of the supplies they brought with them. He discovered a time-turner in their bag, which he used to escape the maze, quickly navigating through the underwater jungle and across the tundra plains until he reached his home. Relieved, he ran inside to tell his family what had happened, only to find his evil twin Loki waiting for him, a loyal minotaur by his side. Just as the ferocious beast was about to attack, the space hamster felt a sudden jerking motion and woke up with his three friends hanging over him. The whole crazy ordeal had just been a fantastic dream. Now that he was awake, it seems so obvious. Why would they need to go in search of friendship when they already had each other all along? Or perhaps his dreams were warning him to work on their communication, lest they one day fall victim to their own demise. But if that were true, then what were his dreams telling him about his twin brother? The end. <laughs> that was uh, awesome good was job good. Miss. I, I this feel... is just like a cooler Mad Libs <laughs> I feel like yeah, that was, was like a Reuben cool sandwich a Reuben oh, sandwich is the most <laughs> disgusting pieces it Thank is sauerkraut <laughs> it is Thousand Island or Russian dressing depending upon what mm -hmm. you get it is Swiss cheese mm -hmm. it is grilled rye marbled bread but when you put them together it makes don't a delicious Reuben sandwich. And you oh. don't know why the individual parts <laughs> add up to such a delicious flavor. But there you go. <laughs> you know when my, Mike starts busting out an analogy, it's gonna be <laughs> dumb and fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good, Missy. Oh, I'm glad you guys like that. I didn't follow any stories out there or any anything. I just took what y'all gave me and bam, story. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Very oh. upset there wasn't a shoehorned golden dildo in there, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Not all it ideas a are winners. Children's okay? story. <laughs> oh yeah, children's story. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to also drag out the ending and keep having twists to it because that drives oh, okay, me nuts okay. in stories when there's a twist and there's another one and there's another one and you're like, huh? So. I thought there was yeah. going to be another dream yeah. sequence, but <laughs> I thought of doing that where he wakes up and oh no. There's more layers, but that was like, no, I'm just going to leave you walking away going, huh, what did all of that mean? <laughs> That's good. That was fun. <laughs> well, cool. I think that is about it for today, folks. Thank you for joining us. What did you guys do for your challenge word? If you wanted to participate, we would love to see what you have created and what are you going to do for the next challenge word, which again, the new challenge word is Mike. Fan. Fan. <laughs> 
fan. <laughs> the next challenge word is fan. So you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Uh, we are 1L2N Productions. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to help show your support for what we're doing, you can head on over to our Patreon. And the last word of the day is going to go to Liam. Take it away. Again? Bruh. <laughs>